Hello and welcome to episode 4. Today we're starting our journey into core mindfulness. It's a little bit shorter today, we're just going to look at wise mind because I don't want your brain to explode and then we will move on to the other parts in the next episode. Don't forget, Lockie Music made my music for me, L-A-C-H-I-E, have a look on Facebook. ask you to think about mindfulness and what thoughts come into your head they might be things like sitting down meditating the people who sit there and go um uh, the walking meditation but mindfulness also comes in many other forms and I've got my workbook here which is actually my dbt skills training book it's the second edition and it's the one written by Marsha Linehan. So feel free to Google that book. I'm looking right now at module one, which is mindfulness skills. And the reason I've got it is I've just, instead of trying to explain it myself, I've got a really good example um, and definition of mindfulness. Honestly, it's like they're professionals. It's just so excellent. So they've got three points under what is mindfulness. The first one is intentionally living with awareness in the present moment. So trying not to have um, autopilot where you're just driving somewhere or trying not to get up and make your coffee without really actively being in the moment. Actually, the coffee one's probably quite hard, isn't it? I would forgive you if you were, if you were on autopilot making your morning coffee or your second morning coffee even, to be honest. So following on from point one, intentionally living with awareness in the present moment, the following two points include without judging or rejecting the moment and also without attaching to the moment. Because if you judge the moment, you are no longer being mindful, are you? Because then you've gone off on a thought tangent you might no longer be listening to the person who's talking to you and you won't be taking anything in of the lecture that you're supposed to be watching maybe. And if you attach to that moment, then you're also no longer mindful because that moment has gone. Just as quickly as it came, now it's in the past. And so you need to keep being in the present and experiencing each new moment, which is um, one of the ways they use to describe without attaching. So now we're going to take those definitions and then put them aside. They're there. You can look them up if you want to go back and reflect on them or just listen to that part again. But now we're just going to look at what does mindfulness look like every day for us. So for me, it just means putting my spectacles on and keenly observing all of my surroundings uh, and also my emotions and thoughts as well. So DBT teaches, well, it taught me how to take responsibility for my actions and my responses to the environment I'm in. And it also taught me how to negotiate with the world around me or how to achieve goals and um, mobilize my own authority is probably the right word. 
So really, it just took me from being completely powerless to my emotions, my impulsive actions, and gave me some power back to hold the reins and give my life a bit of direction, gave me a bit of choice how I want situations to go and how I really want to respond to situations. It taught me how to think ahead about consequences of actions and other people's feelings. So yeah, it's pretty good. All right, now we're going to look at wise mind, which is one of the skills we learn in mindfulness module. The easiest way for me to explain wise mind to you without just drawing a picture in front of you is to get you to draw your own picture. So I need you to create one circle on the left and one circle on the right. These are two states of mind. The circle on the left is rational mind and the circle on the right is emotional mind. So emotional mind is probably pretty easy for you to take a guess at what emotional mind might look like. But rational mind, for some of you, it might be confusing. Rational mind is where we just have no emotion. We are facts only. We don't take into account our feelings or other people's feelings. Why wise mind comes into this is because we learn how to take a bit of rational mind and a little bit of emotional mind and then that is wise mind. So now you've got your two separate circles. I want you to smush them together a little bit so we have a Venn diagram because that's where wise mind is and the little crossy ovary bit in the middle. Uh, you can choose your colors. I will give you creative freedom on that one. But I'm just saying I do like purple, green, and blue. Just letting you know in case you're not sure what colors to use, those are pretty good colors. Okay, so now you've got your pretty Venn diagram explaining to you how wise mind works. It's all good hanging that up on the wall but we need to try and mobilize wise mind. So I've got a couple of examples of when I've had a hard time getting into wise mind. And this is to help you understand how difficult it is for somebody who is needing to learn these skills, somebody who's doing DBT. Um, okay. So there's the common phrase, go with your gut, which is a great phrase unless you have learnt not to trust your gut because you don't understand your feelings and they often get you in trouble. So it's quite difficult learning to trust your emotions and learning how to identify what your gut is actually telling you and can you trust that or is that going to lead to bad consequences. On the other hand, it's hard to trust rational or reasonable mind because that's also got you into trouble in the past. For example, a relationship's not going very well. Well, because there is the issue of black and white thinking with borderline personality disorder, if it's not all good, then it must be all bad. And therefore, the whether you love this person or not, you decide that your emotions 
don't matter right now. You need to shut them off because this is a bad relationship and the only logical thing to do is to end it. Therefore, taking two things you don't trust and trying to smush them into a Venn diagram is understandably quite difficult. So this is where the reminder comes in again that I just mentioned about black and white thinking. If you have your friend or your loved one who's learning wise mind, it's probably going to be quite distressing for them because if they are in the black and white thinking, they might be caught in the trap of I can do this skill 100% or I cannot do this skill. And because DBT takes time and all the modules need to slowly fit together for it to kind of all click and for you to build confidence, there's going to need to be a middle ground. You might need to encourage that person to remember that it's a good skill to know about because this is an overarching goal of us to reach the ability to use wise mind. However, we also need to learn what emotions are, how to identify them, and what actions they motivate us to do. We also need to learn how rational mind works because some of us stay right away from rational mind. And then once we trust those two circles or two frames of mind, we can slowly start the smush and create the Venn diagram. If you want to go ahead and look at the next skills before the next episode comes out, we'll be covering the what and how skills of mindfulness. This is really what's going to contribute to Wise Mind and also um, show you why mindfulness is really the underlying platform that all other skills lie on. Obviously, I'm not a professional, that's my opinion, but I'm pretty passionate about it. So what are the key takeaways from today's little mini episode? First, we explored what mindfulness is. It's more than just the really hard thing which everyone thinks of as meditation or is meditation. It's actually being mindful in everyday activities, looking at what's right in front of you, being a keen observer, trying not to get triggered and going into old memories, trying not to dissociate and trying not to judge the moment. We also started talking about the first skill in the mindfulness module, which is wise mind. We understand now that there's two separate parts to the mind that uh, borderline personality people can go to, which is either all rational or all emotional. And we introduce the concept that one of the skills we learn is how to gently smush those things together and how to trust each side and analyze what's going on. And probably the most important thing that I talked about today was the reminder that if somebody you know is trying to learn the skill, they could become quite distressed. So try not to put pressure on them. This is really a very new skill and concept and very confronting. So try and remind them to be patient with themselves. Try and remind them that they they don't have to know how to do the skill straight away. It's all just going to slowly come into place over the course of the DBT program. All right, as usual, thank you very much for listening, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.
Thank you.